Well, God bless you, everyone. Praise God. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I'm coming back at you guys again, amen, with part two of our message that we were doing on self-sabotage. So we're going to come right back, amen, and bless y'all with this anointed message. And I trust the Lord that you guys actually, amen, really enjoy what the Lord is about to share with you. And also, I want to take the time and do a share stream here and uh, praise God so that uh, we can really see, uh, so that many of y'all can see some of the other things that we have going on. Praise God. Now, I'm going to do this share screen. And to those that are listening at me on my podcast, I want to thank you for coming on. Praise God. Now, the title of the mes message is Self-Sabotage. And this is series part two, The Fear of Failure. What I will be dealing with in this particular section is the fear of failure, my dear friends. And by the way, I want to take time and thank every single one of you that have cashed at us, amen, by using a dollar sign, General Ivory Hopkins. That's dollar sign, General Ivory Hopkins. I want to thank every single one of you that have cashed at us and blessed us, amen, with the work we're doing. Now, if you don't feel led to cash app or make a donation, and then, by the way, some of you can make a donation to pilgrimsministry.org. If you type our name, Ivory Hopkins, it can take, you can go Google our website at pilgrimsministry.org. But the easier way for many of y'all is dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. Now, let me go ahead right now and get into the message on sabotage. And we're going to be talking about self-sabotage, part two, in this series, and we will be dealing with the fear of failure. My dear friends, do you know that there's a lot of us out here, amen, that we literally fear failure so deeply until we're afraid to make any move. Failure can do that to you. It can have you so afraid that you're going to fail until you don't make any particular move. Now, let me tell you what the word failure is. The word failure is actually a tickophobia, a tickophobia, and it is an intense fear of failure. I want to read from scripture first in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 10. Isaiah 44, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the righteousness of right, with my righteous right hand. What I like about this verse that I'm using to launch to you guys is saying, number one, for us not to fear failure or any type of fear. It said, be not dismayed. I will strengthen you. And I love this part right here that says, where the Spirit of God says, I will help you. I want you to know, amen, that God is on our side there to help us. Amen. Now, let me go through some of the things that the uh, self-sabotage, the fear of failure. In other words, when you are about to do something, you literally draw back because you are afraid that it might fail. Now, check this out. The fear of failure, it may cause you to put off or avoid any activity or scenario that has the potential for an unsuccessful outcome. In short, the fear of failure in our lives will try to block us from proceeding. Let me do this right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I come on this podcast, as I come on this YouTube and Facebook Live, I ask your Holy Spirit to help the listeners to be encouraged to gain some insight and some help dealing with the self-sabotage of the fear of failure. Amen. And God, I thank you. 
Someone with this condition may be scared to try new things, take risks, or embrace growth for fear of failing. Do you understand? There are many of us out here, you have been praying. You have been asking the Father to bless you to go to different levels, to bless you to achieve different things, but you are scared of taking the risk. I mean to tell you that in order, amen, to push against the fear of failure, you're going to have to take the risk. It reminds me of when I was a kid, I did not know how to swim, and I was with some of the guys down to a water hole. Now, this here I don't always recommend, but this experience was enlightening to me. I had a brother named Victor. Now, Victor could swim. That boy was like a fish. I mean, he could stroke. And so I said, Victor, I want you to teach me how to swim. Now, Victor kept telling me, Aubrey, come on in the water. Come out a little bit further. Let me hold you. Let me do it. And I would be so afraid that even if he held me, even if he was holding me, I was afraid that I would sink to the bottom and drown. Well, guess what happened? We went out and we were swimming. Uh, He took me out in the water, and I was scared. I wasn't just scared. I was scared. My dear friends, Victor took me. He held me for a while. And he said, you got it, you're doing good, you got it, you're doing good. And here we were moving in the water. He was moving right now beside me with his hands underneath of me. Finally, he slipped the hands out. And when he slipped them out, fear hit me immediately. Boom! Fear tore me up. It hit me immediately. And then all of a sudden, I realized that the thing that I feared did not come upon me. I wasn't drowning I was beginning to stroke. And then I would swim a little bit and stand up. Swim out a little bit more and stand up. And after a while, before that day was over, I was going in water that was over my head. But notice the fear of failure was self-sabotaging me. For the longest time of time, I would not go out in that water because I was afraid that I would fail. I want with this message to help many of you to step out in the waters of life. Amen. And don't allow the fear of failure to stop you. The fear of failure self-sabotages every aspect of a person's life and prevents that person from moving forward or even leads to unwanted failure. Our fear can cause us to avoid doing what we can do and to reach our goals. Did you hear me what I said? Our fears can cause us to avoid what we can do. You actually can do it, but your fear is stopping. The person may avoid or postpone tasks because they are afraid of not achieving them. Now, remember, in part one of self-sabotage, I talked about procrastination. In this part two, I'm talking about the fear of failure. I'm going to go here now. Here's another big one. How many of y'all would do many things in life, but you fear what somebody's going to say? Yeah, the fear of failing and people talking about you. Now, here goes what the Bible says in Scripture. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what can man do to me. The Lord is on my side. And I want you to hear this. In Proverbs, now that was Psalms 118 and 6. I want to let you know, amen, that the Lord is on your side, and we are not going to fear what man can do. Now, Proverbs 29 and 25, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29 and 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, 
In other words, when you fear folks so much of what they're going to say, how they're going to operate against you, what they might think about you, it will bring a trap and it will cause you to be non-productive. But listen what this verse says. The fear of man brings a snare. But whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I want to say to all of you out there listening at me, glory be to God, put your trust in the Lord and you will be safe. Most people who worry about what others think, might think of them do so because they're either lacking a firm personality and sense of who they are and the courage to live according to it. Got that? I'm going to say it again. Most people who worry about other people's, what other people think about them, they may be suffering from a lack of a firm personality of their own. Let me tell y'all something. There is something about knowing who you are. A person that knows who they are will not be dictated by others trying to create who they think, they, how they see them. Look what it says in Psalm 139, verse 14. I love, this is my favorite verse. Anybody that's ever heard me teach, you know that this is my booyah verse. Here goes the way that I, that I asked the Holy Spirit to help you to begin to think about yourself. Psalms 139, 14 in the King James Version, and I'm going to read it in the Berean Study Bible. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully, check this out, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous art thy works, and that my soul knows right well. In the Berean Study Bible, it says, I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and I know this very well. I pray that the Holy Spirit will allow you to know very well that you have been graciously and miraculously created. There's not another person like you in the planet. Now listen, we have this big thing going out about the GOAT, the greatest of all times out there. There will never be another Michael Jordan. Now will there be someone that has the last, that first and last name, Michael Jordan? Oh yes, many Michael Jordans will be born, but none will be the original Michael Jordan who works with the Bulls, who has an affamed name for the work he's done in basketball. That brother is uniquely and gloriously and wondrously made. And no one, no matter who else comes up playing ball, and there will be other great basketball players, but they will never shake Michael Jordan's image of who he is. My dear friends, you have to understand, the fear of what people think, listen, 90%, I said this to one of my clients yesterday, I was sharing to her, she's doing real, real good, my God. She's just created a new children's book that is number one right now. And I was sharing with her, I said, I want to ask you something, sis. I said, how many of your critics helped you to develop the book? She said, well, Brother Ivory, none. I said, how many of the people that you are afraid, that won't encourage it, that think bad of you, how many were on your side when you were doing this work? She said, Brother Ivory, you know none of them were there. Well, guess what? If they wasn't there at the beginning, in the middle, and through the journey, then do not allow yourself to depend on them. Learn, listen to me, those that have a fear of failure because of what people will think, I'm going to school you on something. Find out directly what you're supposed to be doing. Find out what God has put inside you and get her done. You have to learn to disregard 
what people, how people are running their mouth. You know, I had an ex experience about a few weeks ago. Somebody criticized uh, me because I charge for counseling and I charge for the work I'm doing. And I answered them back real nice. I said to them, thank you for giving your opinion. And I really respect it when people have a stand that they have on a certain thing. And I will suggest to you, remain and stand by what you believe. Now, here goes what y'all didn't understand. I was saying to that person, I was saying to them in a very nice way, I'm not discouraged about what you're saying because I know what God directed me to do. I know the effect that it's having universally. People, because of the work that I am doing and the, re the way that people have been paying me for my time, I have helped businesses. I have helped school programs. I have helped people that were losing their home weekly. Weekly, we are depositing in to the lives of many different projects, let alone our own living. But you see, that person only was critical because they had no calling nor experience as to what God told me to do. You have to learn that what inspiration of the Almighty have put in you, whatever God has told you to do, you need to follow through with that. And anyone who doesn't understand it, I do get why. People will never understand what you're called to do because God wasn't talking to them. God did not tell them. So be very careful of being so afraid of what people will say until you don't stretch out and go to the fullness of what you can be. Are y'all hearing me? Now, I'm not going to belabor this along and what have you, but I will tell you this. Some of you that are listening at me right now, God is trying to design things in your life, whether it's a business, whether it's going back to school, whether it's doing some type of achievement. Are you hearing me? God is trying to develop that in you, but you got some negative person. Well, I don't want, I don't want them to think funny of me. I actually know of an individual that because that he does not want people to talk about him, that person is setting on almost a million dollars worth of property and will do nothing with it because he don't want the change and people thinking he's all that or he doesn't want the money to change him. Let me say this to you. That type of thinking stops that person from fully having what God has put in his hands to do in the earth. Resources, gifts, money, your abilities were never designed just for you yourself. They were designed to do things in the earth. And you've got to be careful of allowing the fear of failure, the fear of what people might say, mess you up. Now, let me go to another point. I'm moving on past that. Here goes the big three. Here goes the big three. Low self-esteem, perfectionism, and neg negative thoughts. These are what I call the big three. Low self-esteem, perfectionism, and negative thought. Low self-esteem uh, is self-confidence and self-doubt. You don't believe you can achieve your goals, so you don't even try. That's what low self-esteem does to a person. Your esteem is so low that you won't even make an effort. You won't even try. That is uh, one of the manifestations of the fear of failure. Another manifestation of the fear of failure, believe it or not, is perfectionism. You're afraid to do something because it might not be good enough. 
it might not reach that high expectation that you have in your mind. If you don't do it perfectly, why, brother, you're only willing to try if you think you can meet your high standards. Be careful of having standards so high in the beginning that there is no room for failure, adjusting, improving, even trying. Be careful of that. Perfectionism. There's some of us, amen, that you want it to be so perfect until you actually don't operate and bring it forth in the earth. And this one is another big one of the big three. Negative thoughts. When confronted with a challenge, your head is filled with so much negative self-talk. I ask people sometimes, who been talking to you? Who in the world has been up in your ear? Are you hearing me? Negative thoughts. Now, you can be battling your own negative thoughts, meaning you look and see yourself through low self-esteem, not good enough. Ain't nobody want to hear what I got to say. You may look at yourself like that, or you may have negative thoughts that have been put in your ear, put in your mind, put in your belief system by the way you were raised up. Let me say something to all of you and hear Brother Ivory real well. As I age, I have figured out something. Throughout my whole life, life and God has been trying to get me to find fully what he has developed in me. And some of it I had to throw out of my mind, cast down out of my mind, and fight my own self the way I think that was hindering me from performing and going for better. My dear friend, you're either going to understand that many of us, listen, even when God saves us, listen to what God said in 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, I think it's 5 and 17. Check what it said. If any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. So it's saying in me, you become recreated. It also talks about in scripture, in the book of Romans, Corinthians, and others, it talks about renewing of the mind. So it's something about redemption, progress, birthing, and success that the mind has to be renewed. Now, we know as far as salvation, it is the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you this. The work of the Holy Spirit is doing this in our lives in things that are not about salvation. Just everyday living. Listen, death and life is not only in the power of the tongue. Death and life is also in the power of the thought. And I'm not talking about positive thinking. Come on, let's positively think. Uh, no, I am talking about pulling down negative thoughts that dismantles hope, dreams, and aspirations. These big three, low self-esteem, perfectionism, and negative thoughts have hit many of you. Ask yourself the question right now. Are you the one that operates under low self-esteem? Are you the one that wants it so perfect till you don't do nothing? Or you keep erasing it out? Are you the one to have negative thoughts? By the way, I'm going to say something about perfectionism. I remember one time looking at Shark Tank, and the sharks would not do business with one guy. I'll never forget this. They, they would not do business with one guy because the guy, when he was making his presentation about what he had created, kept going over self-sabotaging himself by not allowing it to develop. What he kept doing was kept changing it, kept costing himself more money, more change, 
because he could never satisfy that thing in him where it's got to be perfect. It's not good enough. Now, I'm not talking about putting out junk, and y'all know it. I'm not talking about putting out trash, and y'all know it. What I'm talking about is over-analytically analyzing something to the point that nothing gets done. Now, I'm going to move on to the next one. Examine your fears to get them out of your vision. Let me put that right there. I'm going to say it again. Examine your fears to get them out of your vision. Now, here goes what it says in Habakkuk chapter 2, and verse 2 and 3. And Habakkuk is one of my favorite verses, guys. Listen to what the Lord is saying in, to the prophet Habakkuk. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that read of it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait on it, because it will surely come it will not tarry now the point that i'm making is the prophet is saying the creative idea that you got in your mind and i'm saying to you the creative idea that the fear of failure has been talking to you about do this one examine your fears helps you to build a common sense strategy yep i said it when you Examine the things that you fear. They will help you build a common sense strategy. Next, also allows you to target your prayer thoughts. Got that? Got that? It also allows you to target what do I need to be praying for? What are these thoughts? Are, are they even logical? Are they, do they make common sense? Also, it discerns the level of your spiritual warfare against it i'm gonna go over these three again examine your fears helps you to build a common sense strategy in other words what am i fearing doing this for what's the worst that can happen here i'm, I'm fearing starting but wait a minute let me have a common sense strategy how to start how to finish who to contact also it will allow you to target your prayers and thoughts. In other words, what do I need to pray for? It's not a matter of, I'm just, I got a spirit of fear. Really? I, I, I fear this and I fear that. Okay, let's examine why. Let's dismantle the lie that have got you fearing failure so much that on the inside of your belly, on the inside of your spirit, and the inside of your creative mind is an idea that will work, but you are afraid of doing it because you might fail, so you do nothing. This helps you discern the level of spiritual warfare against it. Now, let me also go through five things to consider about your fear of failure. Five things to consider about your fear of failure. And I will take time right now to break and say this again. If the teachings that I'm doing to you that are on podcasts or on YouTube, we ask you to subscribe to our channel. That's right. Hit that subscribe button. Amen. Those that are being blessed by our teaching, if you feel led, if you feel that you're getting something out of this, if you can, hit that cash app, General Ivory Hopkins. Make a $5 donation. Make a donation to help Evelyn and I with what we're doing. And if you don't feel led, what I always tell you, enjoy the message. 
Learn from it, benefit it from it, move in right along. Now, the five things to consider about fear of failure. Number one, what am I really afraid of? Writing down your fears can make you can make them feel less overwhelming. In other words, you write it down and you look at it. Write that vision. Make it plain so he that read it can write it and run with it. You're writing it down going like, wait a minute. My fears are saying this, this, and this. So now I'm writing it so I can become less overwhelmed. Number two, who am I fighting for? Sometimes your fear stops you from helping people you care about. Reminding yourself of this can give you the push you need. Remember earlier when I was saying with you all how that I get criticized sometimes because I charge for my counseling? Well, guess what? I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop because I'm going to keep on being able to sow into those schools, to sow into those businesses, to sow into people's life that needs help. I'm going to keep on doing that. Now, Brother Ivory, you're saying this on YouTube. Don't you know you could get bum rushed with a mess of people saying, well, give me, help me, do for me. Let me tell you something. Ain't no need of me fearing that happened. If people started bum rushing me, telling me, I heard you say you help people. Now, I need money. I need this. I need that. Here goes the caveat. Here goes the warning. I only help who I feel led to help. I only invest in who God tells me. I only release as a good steward. I only release finances or help into what God is telling me to do. Now, I'm going to move past that because if I got to explain that to you, it's not because you don't understand it. It's because you already got your own plan of the way you like to possibly manipulate people. I'm going to move on past that. Now, what's the worst thing that could happen? All right, now I'm going to go back to number two. Now, one, what am I really afraid of? Writing down your fears can make them feel less overwhelming. Number two, who am I fighting for? Sometimes your fears stops you from helping people you care about and helping others. Reminding yourself of this can give you the push you need. Number three, what's the worst that could happen? The worst case scenario may not be as bad as you think. It may not be the end of the world. Many of everybody listening at me on Facebook Live, on YouTube, or on these podcasts, you have failed and you did not die. You have failed and it was not the end of the world. So what do I have to lose? What is the worst case scenario? What is the worst that can happen? Number four, what do I have to lose? In many cases, failure doesn't change much about your current situation. So what do you have to lose? In other words, if I have failed in the past and I'm getting ready to try in the present, trying does not change anything other than what might happen for me trying. If I do nothing, all I've got is the failure from my past. Is anybody getting this? Is anybody catching this revelation? All of us, every one of you out there have had failures in the past. All of us, everybody that breathes. Now you can either live in the memory of your failed past or push forward into the prophetic destiny of your future. But at the end of the day, the only thing you will lose by doing nothing is to remain in the same place. Now, number five, 
What if I succeed? Think how your life would improve if you had just followed through. I know that there have been many people in certain areas of their life that they've had incidences where they said, oh, my God, the Lord tried to show me to do this or that. I, I'm trying not to use and use certain examples uh, and what have you, but uh, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is this. I remember a person saying to me years ago, it was a particular product, a brand that was out, and they said to me, you know what? Years ago when that brand came out, I felt led of the Lord to invest in that, and I didn't do it. I feared that I might fail. I feared that I would lose. And he said, because I did not invest, that doggone thing now is gold star. That thing is top value. And I use that example is because there are many valuable things that you could have done, but you haven't. You are too afraid to step out and try. You're afraid somebody might talk about you. Listen, I'm at a place in my life, in my spirit, in my mind, in my walk, that I don't care about people talking. Now, if I do something shameful, if I do something embarrassing, if I do something twisted, yes, I got enough sense to have enough uh, uh, self, uh, self-awareness to not want to do that. But generally speaking with critics, like I told that client the other day, where were your critics when you were building it, making it, getting it together? They were nowhere in place but standing on the sideline. They, there are people in all of our lives, and there are people, and listen, social media is loaded with people that, ha- that they are social media wonders, but in reality of life, haven't experienced very much. They know how to criticize, backbite, and put down something, but when you say, well, what have you accomplished? They only have a, they only have a word. They only have statements. Listen. When you start reaching out and becoming something in life, you don't want to just hear a bunch of words with no value. You want to find out if the person knows what they're talking about, what they're saying. Does it build? Does it give you instruction? Even constructive criticism is good if it is a constructive criticism that is given to you to help build you. Are you hearing me, what I'm saying? Let me move on past this. Now, I like to say this. I'm a country boy. And I'm going to tell you something. Something I, When you're talking about fear of failure, ain't nothing but a thing. Did you hear me? Fear of failure ain't nothing but a thing. It happens. Now get up. Got it? Ain't nothing but a thing. It happens. Now get up. I'm talking to somebody out there. Listen, if someone's thing to identify your fears, it's one thing to identify your fears. It's another thing to overcome them. In Romans 8 and 37, in the New King James Version, it says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Listen, if you have failed on something, get up. I want to say something right now. Do you know it's absolutely nothing wrong with finding out after examination, after something fails, rather to recalibrate it, rethink how to build it, or Say, it ain't going to work. I'm out. It's nothing wrong with that. Move on. Listen, number one, accept that failure is normal. Business leaders know that accepting failure is a part of achieving success. Did you hear me? Accept that failure is normal. Business leaders know 
that accepting failure is a part of achieving success. Every mistake is a stepping stone towards a larger goal. Got that? No one starts a business with the intent to fail, but you must understand that the sooner it's over, the sooner you can learn from your mistakes and move on. Listen, learn from your mistakes and move on. Accept the fact that failure is a part of progress. It is. Failure is a part of discernment. See, people be talking about, I want the Lord to discern. God, please give me a revelation of what I'm supposed to do. Well, one revelation is, if you're trying something and it's not working right, just be man enough and woman enough to say, you know, I need to rethink, recalibrate, readjust this situation. I may be looking at timing. I may be looking at, I don't have the right information. Let me back up and readjust and get back on the horse. Listen, failure, number two, failure can be the schoolhouse of change. Whoa, I like that. Boom. Did y'all hear that? Say it again. Failure can be the schoolhouse of change. Failure can be the way we find out to what to how to how to do something. Wait a minute. Let me get that right in here. Boom, 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 bang. Failure can be the way we find out how to do something better or just change our strategy. Got that? I'm like, how we go? Got that in there. I'm praising. Failure can be the way we find out how to do something better or just change our strategy. See, that's why failure can be the schoolhouse of change. It can be the, the university of understanding. Woo! Have you noticed that every created thing has test runs and failed starts until they are perfected? Did you hear that? Have you noticed that every created thing has test runs and failed starts until they are, until they are perfected? Are y'all getting this? Number three. Talk to someone you trust who has failed and succeeded through it. That's right. I like talking to people who have failed, tried, got up, made it through, or even said I had to give up on that idea because it just wasn't working. You know, we got an old saying in the country, that dog just didn't hunt. <laughs> Listen to this. I have a principle of success in my life of both examining winners and those who have failed at things and learn how to press forward. I learned something from winners and failures. I, I think I said one time on one of my, one of my uh, posts, one of my YouTube uh, uh, programs, I talked about how that every single president throughout my lifetime, after I got a certain age of awareness, I began to study the attitude, actions, and style of every single president, even presidents that I wasn't that crazy about. I began to study how they operated. I began to study what manner of person they were. Are you hearing me, what I'm saying to you? And learn from it. Got that? So talk to someone you trust or learn from people's failures and success, and it will help you to be able to adjust even some of your own. My dear friends, the fear of failure is really unrealistic. You will fail. Give yourself more options. When you're worried about a situation, it is easy to fixate on one possible negative outcome. Boom. Did y'all hear that? So you got to give yourself more options. 
be careful of fixating on one negative option. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Let me do some adjusting here. All right. Let me go a little bit further. Amen. But until you've gone through with it, you don't know how the story ends. Listen, give yourself more options. I'm going to start over this and read it again because these notes, I want to make sure we get this juicy stuff. I, y'all, I know this is good. Isn't this fun? I love doing this. This is just part two on self-sabotage series, the fear of failure. Last week, we talked about procrastination. This week, we're talking about the fear of failure. Now, I'm going to go over four again. Give yourself more options. When you're worried about a situation, it is easy to fixate on one possible negative outcome. But until you've gone through it, you don't know how the story ends. You can't predict the future. Consider the possibility that things turn out better than you think. I'm so afraid I'm going to do nothing. There's no chance of finding out what could happen. Here goes another one. Number five, remember the cost of not trying. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Remember the cost of not trying. If you don't try, you will never know what you could have done. Living in fear comes at a cost. If you never try anything, you could miss out on some of life's great opportunities. Remember that trying and failing, failing is often better than not trying at all. My God. Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? How many of y'all listen to me? You, you remember when you look back, I, I failed at this. I tried this and I didn't make it with that. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's aight. It's okay. It's aight. Are you hearing me? It's all right to realize that you fail, calibrate, change, give up, or restart. Six, identify the benefits of fail, past failures. Hear me? Remember? When David was getting ready to go do battle with Goliath, they turned around. His brothers told David, "Won't you go and get somewhere, boy? You like, what you over here? What you? What kind of mischief you trying to create?" And David said, "Who that thing over there? That Philistine? That giant? Everybody scared of that giant? Everybody scared to step out in the deep on that giant over there called Goliath?" And David said, "He remembered. He identified the benefits from his past failures. He remembered the benefits from the past warfare he'd had. David learned from these things." Many negative experiences have hidden benefits, even if you don't see them instantly. Now, in David's case, he had a positive warfare that he won. That was when he faced Goliath. That was positive success from past memories of a lion and a bear that he had defeated. Later on, when you look at King David's life, huh, he failed on the balcony, on the, on the balcony. The Bible says at the time when kings went to war, David did not go to battle. And he was standing up in the top of his balcony, looks over and see Bathsheba and lusts after her and finds himself in adultery. Now, what is the moral of that story? He succeeds in one place excellently. And in the other place, David failed. But when you examine David's life, you see why he failed. Because David failed because at a time when kings should have been to war, where were you at when you made the failure that you've made? Were you where kings were supposed to be at war? Or were you on a balcony looking on something that you got no business messing with? The negative experiences have hidden benefits even if you don't seem to take them and see them instantly. Take a look at previous mistakes and how they influenced you. 
Are you hearing me? Take a look at previous mistakes. I don't want to talk about that. Brother Aubrey, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. Yeah, I get it. You're trying to mind block, mind hustle yourself. Yeah, I said it. You're trying to hustle your mind out of dealing with the facts that you might look all good to everybody. Let me tell y'all something. I have not always been this centered. I have not always been this successful. I have not always had a marriage as strong as mine is. I have had failures in the past. We've had issues in the past. But looking back at them and learning from them, getting up off the floor from them is how this thing works. Are y'all hearing me? See, most of us, we want to hide that kind of stuff. All we want to present on Facebook Live, on YouTubes, is something that we are not. Why don't we just go on and be transparent and say, this is how we do it. This is how it was done. Are you hearing me? Listen, identify the benefits of past failures. Embrace them and learn from them. Don't fear failure so much that you can't look at it in the face and learn from it. You can say, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. You are the repeated cycle that I do. Mm, wait a minute. Whoa, let me look at you. Come over here. Come over here. Oh, yeah, that's who you are. You are the repeated cycle that I keep doing. Got that? Number seven, and this is the final one. Don't be so hard on yourself. Everybody fails at something. If you fail, do. If, if you fail, don't be. Let me get this correct. There, bang. Ah, good. If you fail, don't be so hard on yourself. Take a little time to feel sad and disappointed. Then get back into creative into the creative game of life. Did you say it? You hear what I just said? Don't be so afraid of, of, of failing so bad until you can't just take a little time and feel it. And, and, and go, you're going to feel the sadness. See, I don't know what it is. In, we live in a society. I'm going to say this. We live in a society that somehow this society that we live in is a society that acts like that everybody's going to agree with us all the time. No one's going to disagree with us. Amen. Everybody's going to be on our side. Everybody is. And if you have a thought that I don't want to hear, well, I don't want to hear it. Shh, don't say that. Don't say that. Well, it's not the real world. There is a self-sabotaging thing that's in our life, and that is the fear of failure. There are many of us out here that have feared failure, that have feared failure so much until we have not done anything. I'm going to say to you, if somebody out here that hears me on this podcast, Brother Ivory is saying this to you, my dear friend. God has been trying to stir up the inspiration of the Almighty. God has been trying to take you to another level. God has been trying to get you to get up from what you failed in. And that could cover every area. Do you know you can have the fear of failure so bad from a bad relationship that you won't have another one? You can have the fear of failure so bad of trying to make a class get a grade that you won't ever take a test again. You can have the fear of failure so much until you are afraid to say, mm, that one is not going to work. Mm, I'm going to need to move on past that because that's not the chosen one. You can fear that so bad until you stay in the zone where you're most comfortable of nothing. You stay in the zone where you're most comfortable. Don't shake the boat. Don't rock the boat. Don't make nobody mad. Listen, I know to walk in such a grace 
as God has on our life and on my life, I know that there will be critics, but do you think I'm stopping? I know that I have an agenda, one clear-cut agenda, and that is to preach balanced deliverance across the nation and then go home with the Lord to help as many people as I can help in whatever manner God chooses for Evelyn and I to do and then die and go home with the Lord. But in the process of waiting until the Lord says, Ivory, come home, I am sure bent to keep doing what God has put on the inside of me. Look, my dear friends, this is the message, Self-Sabotage Series Part 2, The Fear of Failure. If this message has blessed you, we ask you to cash out, uh, cash out us at dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. Also, praise God, we ask you to like, amen, or to subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast. And our podcasts are all over the world right now. I do want to thank my grandson, Gary Flowers, for the work that he has been doing with me. Gary came on board, and that boy, his, that young man, I'll tell you, he has ignited and stirred some stuff in me. He has pulled it out. What I want to thank God. Look, my dear friends, this is, this is Apostle Ivory Hopkins thanking you guys for being on this podcast with us. Now, we will catch you again in another teaching, and I want to really say this as I get ready to pray. Heavenly Father, there are brothers and sisters of mine. There are people out there, Father God, that they are afraid that they will fail. I ask you to break that spirit of self-sabotage where they don't do anything because they're afraid they will fail. Lord God, I ask you to help that person to recalibrate, restir, reignite that job, that position, that creative idea. And Father God, there's somebody that just needs to say, this ain't it, and let it go. Help them to let it go and realize letting that go does not mean the total of failure in them. That means they can put their energy to something else. Father God, I ask you to loose that one who's had negative people in their head, whether it be family, whether it be friends or just critics. Lord God, I ask you to build in them a strong mind, a strong will that is teachable, but at the same time, don't let everybody reach up in it. I ask you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to bless your people, to save souls. Now, if you do not know Christ as your Savior, you can ask him to come into your heart because at the end of the day, it ain't about all, it ain't all about business. It ain't all about success. It ain't all about money. It is about being born again. So if you have not asked Christ to be your savior, you can ask him now to come into your life, forgive your sins, uh, confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father and ask him to be your redeemer. And he will do just that. Thank you guys for checking in on our podcast. Thank you for the Facebook Live. Thank you that are on YouTube. Guys, I will catch you again in another teaching tape. And remember, a teaching message. And remember, God, he is. Huh? What I tell you? God, he is. He's watching. God bless, guys. Bye-bye. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. Or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to General Ivory Hopkins. It's just simply General Ivory Hopkins. It has been my pleasure, amen, to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom, life, and family. So I trust these podcasts blesses you, and I'm going to catch you guys in another teaching. God bless. Bye-bye.